I'm Sandra Christian. Welcome to Self-Reflective Conversations, the podcast. Self-reflection is when you seriously take time to think about your character and behavior, analyzing where it comes from, what it means to you, is it working for you, and what can you do about it? And this journey starts now. When I think of hobbies, I think of all the activities, interests and pastimes that give me pleasure and make me relax. These afford me an outlet for my creativity and help me escape from things that give stress and drain energy. Is a hobby an escape? I have more hobbies now than I did when I was in South Africa. Could it be that the more stressful your life gets, the more diversions you need to escape? One of my favorite hobbies is reading. I read voraciously, and I'm not very selective in what I read. Anything that grabs my attention will do, but I tend to move towards areas that, on the one hand, explains life as it is and how it affects people. Think here of historical fiction. And on the other hand, I read things that take me far away from reality, science fiction and fantasy. I do not watch TV much but enjoy films and series that take me away from my everyday life and puts me in a world that I am not accustomed to. Also an escape, perhaps? And I enjoy traveling, cars, cooking, baking, theater, music, concerts, and the list goes on. So, it certainly appears as though I need a great deal to help me escape. From what, you may ask? Today I'm very pleased to welcome Harry Rass, a special guest who has agreed to share his reflections on hobbies with us. Good morning, Harry. Will you introduce yourself to the listeners, telling them who you are, where you live and what you do, please? Over to you. Okay, thank you, Sandra. Well, my name is Harry Rass, in Dutch Harry Rass, 56 years of age, still young, married at the moment, but we are in the process of divorcing. Got a daughter of 24 years old, a lovely daughter who is not living with us anymore because she is studying and living in her own apartment. She just passed her um, pre-master, so I'm very happy about that. Now she can start with her master. I live in Goorne, that's a small city, small town actually in the south of the Netherlands, just in between Tilburg and Belgium. I work at Capgemini as an account manager. I have had several roles over there. I know you from Capgemini, uh, so we were lucky to be colleagues. I've had roles like people manager, but also like a technical engineering at the, the start of my working life as an architect, as technical project lead. But I think that now for 12 or 13 years, I'm more the commercial part, but there's always a red thread in it. Uh, it's all about people and bringing people and needs together. That's my job. Thank you very much for that, Harry. Now we will go over to today's topic, which is hobbies. Can you tell us what your hobbies are, please? Oh, there are a lot. How much time do we have? (laughs) All the time in the world, so go right ahead. Okay, I will mention a few and I will will end with the one which I always also use when introducing to new colleagues or to my customers. And most of the times it brings a smile to their face because it's not a a hobby that is very common nowadays uh, anymore. Hobbies of mine are reading, which I do most of the time in bed, just before sleeping. 
and in uh, holidays of course i like all kinds of genres i like music very much all kinds of genres too but the most of it i like jazz jazz trios like bill evans or other artists like uh, miles davis also more modern jazz I like to listen music, I like to play music, I play a little bit piano myself, I play a little bit of electric organ, uh, Hammond organ, very little bit guitar. So that's also a hobby, but it's more passive hobby for me in that I'm more listening than playing. Because of my work, I'm traveling a lot, I have lots of time in the car when not talking into WhatsApp messages. So I listen to a lot of music in the car and it's also very nice to attend live meetings where musicians are playing live. We have a very nice venue here in, in Tilburg uh, called Paradox, where famous jazz musicians also come. So that's something I like very much, and that brought me also my new love. Well, other things I like to do, I like to sport. I like to play tennis, also because of lack of time. It's only one time a week, and now in Corona times, I don't play tennis. But I started doing fitness again. Well, there are lots more, but I think that the hobby which is bringing me really some relaxing moments, that's uh, stamp collecting. So you've got quite a variety of hobbies. We've got books, music, tennis, sport in general, stamp collecting, which is really an unusual hobby. Can you tell us a little bit more about that one, please? Yes, I can. I started collecting, I think, when I was six years of age, because my father collected and his father collected. And I started like everybody small. And I got really addicted when I started working, got some money, especially when I stopped smoking. Why when I stopped smoking? Because I made myself a promise that after stopping smoking that I would save every day five gulden. It's the old Dutch currency. It's about two euro fifty. Euro 40. I saved every day, and from that money, I went to auctions and I bought some nice collections or all kinds of stamps which I thought that would be interesting for me, which I could sort out, which I could sell the remainder on eBay or Marktplatz. So, there are various aspects for me in collecting stamps. I like the most used stamps, so stamps that have been used on envelopes by people for sending their mail, etc. And especially with all the stamps, you can see from the stamp where it comes from. Sometimes the country doesn't exist anymore or the town is not anymore in the same country. So there's a part of history on it. I like the pictures on the stamps because it tells something about the countries. So that's also a nice aspect. I learned something of the culture. I can be busy with it for hours just sorting and just making my head totally clean of other thoughts i don't collect because of any money that could be involved but just to be busy with it and it brings me a lot of uh, relaxation and is that the main reason you have for this hobby relaxation i think so yes and the other hobbies you have what do they bring you when I go for a reading, for instance, well, the nice thing of reading is that you also learn from others or from cultures. Of course, that differs from book to book. And the subject of the book, a book can tingle your own imagination. Mm-hmm. It gives you some reflection to your own life most of the times. When I read a book five years ago and I reread it now, I can get 
different elements from it because my life changed, my experiences changed, and maybe in a certain mood. And I think that's the nice thing of a book. When you look at a film or a video, you see the characters as they uh, are presented. Uh, but with a book, everybody makes his own character. And of course, you, you read about the description. Uh, partly you make an own story of it. When you're reading, you can't think about other things. Does that mean that you use hobbies as a form of escape, perhaps? Not as an escape, but yes, as a way to, uh, to relieve myself, to be more relaxed, I think. Because in normal day's life, I'm doing always several things at once. In, in my work, I'm, I'm thinking the whole day. When I'm busy with my stems or with music, I don't think about that, but I'm just enjoying the moment of what I'm doing at that moment. That could be reading or sporting. So it's not really an escape, but, but yes, I need, of course, my relaxed moments, my, my own moments. I think it's also a possibility to have your own time. Can you yeah. tell me how you manage your busy job with your hobbies? How do you balance the two out? Yeah, but sometimes it's difficult because uh, with a stamp collection, uh, it's no problem because uh, the stamps, they don't walk away. They can be on the table and they can, they can stay there until my wife says or my, or my daughter that, uh, that there's too much uh, of a hassle on the table. But uh, I can take it up when I want. And if I don't finish it today, then I can do it in one week or, or one year even. Uh, that, that doesn't matter. Listening music is also no problem, of course. Playing music, I can do that when, when I want but I don't do it anymore, just because there are too many hobbies, a lack of time. I like to go to live concerts. And yes, that's of course sometimes difficult to manage with the job because I have to travel a lot, to commute a lot for my job. It can be hard for me to be back on time for the concert. But how do we manage? Just by planning. And it also helps when, uh, when you make an appointment with other people because then you are obliged to go. So can yeah. you tell me which areas of your life are impacted by your hobbies? Wow. Now I, th I think that at least I, but I think everybody needs his hobbies or her hobbies to have some time for, uh, for him or herself, other than just rushing life for work and for family, etc. Uh, something that you can do either on your own or together with other people, but, but which is totally different from, from your daily work. How does it affect me? I think, like I said before, it brings me rest. So I think that without my hobbies, I would be rushing on and rushing on, I think. How are your family and friends impacted by your hobby? Well, it differs, of course. Um, I must say some are very interested in what I collect, how I collect. A common friend of us, uh, Francie, uh, started a little bit of collecting too because of me. I brought her some stamps and she started to look at it and also said that it brings her relaxing moments. My wife and my daughter, they think I'm addicted, so I buy more than I can process. So uh, when I look at my attic or in some rooms, there are piles of stamps I have to process yet. So in that case, uh, my family, they don't like the stuff that's everywhere around, but they see that I can relax uh, by doing it. Do they see it as something positive? They see, yes, positive, but also negative because of the space that it takes up. If they see that it's negative, can you do something about the negative part? 
I'm trying to, but it's very hard. I could buy less and sell more. But what is important for me when I'm collecting, when I'm busy with my collecting, is that I find things. I'm not searching for things, but I'm finding. I'm finding stamps that I miss in my collection. Just when you look at a series that's not complete or something like it. But I also find a special cancellation, a special colors, which is not the usual ones, but which is a mismatch or a mistypo or that kind of thing. So that means that I want to have a look through every stamp that I have. Just to give it a little bit of a picture for you, I buy Japanese stamps in Japan by kilos. So I buy five kilos of stamps. They will be sent to the Netherlands. And five kilos is approximately 25 to 30,000 stamps. What I do, I sort them. I look what do I want to have for myself. Which stamps do I want to wash because they are still on, on little paper sheets. And which don't I want? The ones I don't want, I, I sell them uh, on Marktplatz. When I sell, it brings space. So yes, I can do something about it by, by sorting, selling the remainder. And I could buy less. Of course, I like it when uh, certain things bring also some money back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not meant as an investment for me. Just like other people maybe like to go to, to a cafe or, or have a drink. It doesn't matter to me if it costs money and I don't have an investment in it. It's just about finding new things. And back to the negative point, yes, um, the piles of stamps that are everywhere, that is seen as a negative point by a lot of people. And that's always something that's on my shoulders, uh, of course, because I would also like to go faster through them. There's a lack of time. Do you have a special space in your house where you keep your stamps? Yeah, the house. The house. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) You can find them everywhere in the house. Of course, the piles are not everywhere, but there are a lot, yeah. Can we go back to uh, the other hobby you have, which is music? You mentioned it also brought you to the new love in your life. Yes, and I knew when I said that, that you would come back to that. (laughs) (laughs) I know how you listen. (laughs) Yeah, well... I have an annual card for Paradox, which is a venue here in Tilburg where they play live music. So we can go to every concert during that year. Before Corona time, I I went um, at least once, sometimes two or three times a week uh, in the evening uh, to a live jazz concert. Most of the times I went alone because my wife doesn't like the music so much. And I just enjoyed the music. Even music that I don't like is very nice when you see it live. You can see that the artists are communicating with each other, that they are having fun. You see the other people around who are having fun, who are listening. You can have some discussions about it. And yes, at one moment, I, well, let's go a little bit back. What I normally did always was when I came into the venue, I presented myself also on Facebook uh, with the check-in. That makes also that other people who are attending the same venue, etc., they sometimes ask you to connect or you connect to them. And I once connected also to a, to a lady who was also always coming to the venue, but I didn't know her yet, but we connected. And yes, one evening um, we, we met live and we talked and that became my love, my new love. What happens is that when you are with other people at such a venue who also like the music, and you can talk about it. You can see the other's reaction. It feels that the music is uh, even more beautiful as that, that it was before. 
you make an extra connection. It gave to me an extra dimension to be at that venue with her, enjoying music, communicating with fingers, with eyes at beautiful moments. And it really gave me an extra dimension to music. And uh, music can bring back memories also. A lot of people like the music they heard a lot in, the, in their youth, in their teenage years, because in that years you are enjoying music with friends. And when you are 30, 40, 50 or 56, like I am at the moment, and you hear music from your youth, from, in my case from the 80s, it brings back some the memories. I've got now the same with the jazz music, the music that I've seen live and that I've seen with friends or with my new love. When I heard the music again, it brings a very good, nice memory back and a good feeling. And that's very nice about music, I think. Now, you did mention that you play as well. So you yeah. play the piano, you play the Hammond organ. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, started really early. I think when I also was a year, uh, six year old. So I started stamp collecting and playing music. My father uh, was very musical. He played guitar, uh, bass, violin, a little bit of organ. I had organ lessons for, I think, seven, eight, maybe nine years. I liked playing myself and playing um, together with my father. So I played most of the time solo. And I, I did also play together with my father. He on, on guitar, I am organ. When I got my, uh, my job, I uh, bought for my first two salaries, I bought a digital piano. Then I started to learn playing piano, which is slightly different from organ. It are the same keyboards and the same keys, keys but they, they have a different feeling. Playing music is very nice to express yourself. And you are a sad, you can play sad music or, or just heavy music, whatever you want. I do like to play on my own. I did like to play also together with my father, but I never did it together with others, actually, because I'm a little bit afraid of that. Because I think that I'm not good enough at it, that others are better in it, and that I would disturb their music. So most of the times when I play music, I play it on my own. But I also have a rather high standard. And when I'm playing music, I'm always relating it to the jazz musician I know. And when I'm playing, I think, okay, I can better stop because they are much better. And that's logical because they practice every day for hours and hours. And I only do it a few minutes, maybe a day or a few hours a week uh, when, I, when I was playing a lot more. But still, I have got the feeling that I'm not good enough. I can enjoy it, but uh, mostly when I'm on my own playing just for myself. And the high standards you set for yourself in your hobbies, do you have those same high standards in other areas of your life? The cynical answer is no. Yes, I, I do have it. Uh, yes. I think that I ask always a lot of myself. And from the one hand, that's maybe a problem. Or from the other hand, uh, I can live with it. I found my way with that. It could have been a problem, but it hasn't. Could you leave our listeners with a few words of wisdom about hobbies? I think when people uh, are having a hobby, most of the times it's something they can be very passionate about. It's something that can make them happy, can give them uh, some relaxing time. I think that when people are passionate about something, that's, that's very nice. And make room for it. I think everybody needs hobbies. And why do you think everyone needs hobbies? I think that most people otherwise would be uh, rushing on in, in daily life. 
I think hobbies give the possibility to have some rest. But we are living nowadays in, in a world which is very, uh, very rushy. Everybody is asking more and more from everybody. And with an own hobby, you can create your own space. And your own space can also be a space with other people, of course. But it's your own space where you don't have to do anything. You, you can do anything, but you don't have to. I think that's the nice thing with a hobby. And with that, Harry, thank you so much for those wonderful words. I'm very pleased that you could join us today. And with that, we come to the end of our podcast. I look forward to having you perhaps at one of our next podcasts or to speak to you outside of this. Okay. We will certainly speak outside of this and maybe also on another podcast. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. I'm Sandra Christian, and you've been listening to Self-Reflective Conversations, the podcast. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcast or CastBox and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Self-Reflective Conversation with one of my special guests. Thank you for listening.